0: hate bodybuilding now don't you? That's a comment I had on a post a few weeks back and as you can tell it's kind of stayed with me because it made me stop and think well actually do I? It's really strange how you can go from absolutely loving something, eating, breathing, sleeping the bodybuilding life to then completely wanting rid of it. Not that it happened overnight but I guess this is a question a lot of people have been asking me. I I have so many fond memories, incredible years of experiences and happy years of my life throughout my nine years of bodybuilding. So I definitely would say that I don't hate it. But I do always say to people there's a time, a place and a period of time for a bodybuilding prep. But for me, it's dumb. The time period is completely exhausted. I guess I feel a bit of resentment after not educating myself properly on the health effects that can occur when you don't take enough rest, and that alongside loads of other things, uh, mental health being a big one, you know, just things like boredom of training, valuing my self-worth, it's so much more than just aesthetics, but that had been, you know, what my self-worth had become, and also a huge thing is about getting back the life balance. So, this is what today's podcast is about, It's going to be on why I stopped competing in bodybuilding in much more depth um, than I'm able to share on any kind of post. So I want to start by emphasising the point that bodybuilding had a really positive impact on my life for a long time, which is why I did it for so long, which is why anybody, I guess, would do something for so long. You know, I, I met people in the bodybuilding world that just got me and were doing what I was doing. And I just, I, at that point, I really valued being able to shape my body however I wanted to shape it and be confident. And it, it massively taught me about body confidence. And that's kind of another topic for another post because I used to be really self-conscious of my muscular frame um, throughout my teens, like being an elite gymnast and, you know, like I said, it's for another day, but basically it just gave me a real sense of empowerment to be proud of my body and to kind of show it off. Um, and you, know, you know, then you get into, you, you have a goal, um, of, of getting on stage, and you enjoy the whole process of getting that, getting, like, every single step of reaching that goal. And then you complete the goal and you feel on top of the world and you think, this is amazing. Like, honestly, the first time I stepped on stage, I was scared as hell. Not that I expected to be scared, but I just could not. Like, my, my face was just frozen. Um, But I honestly got off and I actually came. There was only two girls in my category because I obviously do the fitness, which is meant to be, like you know, body and, um, performance. Um, and yeah, basically I came second out of two, like the other girl, like absolutely annihilated me. She was loads better than me. I'd only dieted for like three weeks. Um, anyway, again, another, another story, another day. Um, but I just got off and I was just, I just, knew i'd found something i loved and i just wanted to do it again i wanted to get back in the gym i wanted to improve i wanted to set myself that challenge like you know if you're a very self driven individual then you know this is what fed um you know what i call catching the bug all my clients have prepped in the past i've said to them you will catch the bug and they're like oh no i don't know and then yeah th- they've caught the bug like it's it's addictive and um, because you're proving something to yourself so yeah really obviously wanted to emphasize the fact that it it had a huge positive part of my life and actually you know with personal things that happened in my life without having that focus i think i would i definitely would have gone into a very deep hole so without going too deep into you know feeling um feeling negative um you know bodybuilding gave me a focus it made me you know, gave me a reason for being the person I was, and I I absolutely loved it. So, you know, it's just, I had huge enjoyment of bodybuilding, the training, everything that went along with it. Um, And so, you know, when you enjoy something on, you know, it's not a problem, but it's not a problem on the surface, you know, and one, the two main things I want to talk about here of, me saying it's not a problem on the surface is that you know part one if you enjoy something then your mental health's in a good place um whereas part two is when I mentioned about being on the surface is that yes I was enjoying it but I was completely uneducated on what I was doing to my health so and I think that this is where later on in life, as I've got older and I've educated myself on these things, um, it's kind of then gave me a resentment to my younger self, thinking, you know, why, why are you doing this? Why are you being so stupid? Look what you're doing. Um, and, you know, we've, we've talked about that kind of stuff. Um, in my podcast with Karina about the brute truths of bodybuilding, we go into a lot more depth of that kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, so to start off with you know what kind of the differences in my mental health and and what changed really um I just I stopped enjoying that process of prep I stopped enjoying prepping for a show you know if if you're not enjoying it what's the point if you're gonna basically you know malnutrition like starve yourself um you have to be really strong-minded and have a really strong mindset to like you know be able to deal with that you need to be so focused and I don't know, like the end goal just became less and less important to me. Um, the, just the, the enjoyment of waking up and feeling lean, like, you know, everybody loves that, especially if you've been there, done that, you wake up and you just, you kind of, t- you start associating, you know, these changes and being lean with, with like feeling good, when actually you, you feel terrible, um, but you look good. Um, yeah, basically, I just, I I can't, really explain but I just I was getting bored of just feeling shit all the time even though you know like I had I had such big goals and I had to go to the I went to the Olympia twice and you know I think my last serious prep that I did for the Arnolds um I actually was already in this phase of I'm ready to to give up bodybuilding but I had my final kickbox Like, that was the final tick box, and I'd achieved everything that you could achieve as a bodybuilder other than winning the Olympia, which, let's face it, it's never going to (laughs) happen unless you've been doing it for crazy amounts of years and, you know, you kind of know the right people. But anyway, a bit of political stuff there, I guess. But, um, yes, lost my trailer. of thought we're going into that. But I... Already had kind of started to not enjoy it, but when you're so focused on the end result, you can you put all your feelings aside and you focus on that goal, and, and that is kind of what you need to do to be able to get into insane shape to get on stage. But so not only did I stop enjoying like the prep, as in being hungry and getting up every day and doing the same thing, and just I don't know, I just felt like a walking zombie. Like I just, I just got so bored. With training, and I just you know I always think how did I not get bored of it before that? And it was because I was so focused on that goal. Like my priorities had started changing. You know, I didn't no longer like want to be in the gym doing bloody I don't know like lat raises and bicep curls and getting the pump on and like you know f- feeling like look just constantly being I like could constantly look at myself in the mirror at the gym. Now my gym doesn't even have any mirrors. And do you know what? It was such a weird thing to start off with when I changed gyms because I'm so used to looking at myself and seeing myself and watching myself, and now there's no mirrors there unless you're in the changing room. So that was that was another huge thing that, like, I just didn't make... It made me realise how much I was just looking on at my aesthetics. But, yeah, the the, the, the training, like, oh, well, great, I'm going to go train shoulders today. Like, just I just got bored of it, like, oh... I hate to train legs, always hate training legs. Um now I try and get out of the legs as so much as I can because I train mostly for enjoyment. But anyway, um yeah, so I just got bored of the training. And of course there's there's so many ways to mix up your training. Doesn't mean that you can't mix up like I, you know, you can go back, I could train still for hypertrophy, um, but just do it in a different way, which is kind of what my functional bodybuilding is about and hence where this whole you know, baby of mine came from, if I call it that, because I was just like, there's such a better way to build muscle, um, than to just, you know, solely, solely be on in, in when the dumbbells and machines and, and stuff like that. And I know that's, that's just a very stereotypical bodybuilding, um, training, like outlook. Um, however, you know, doing just then weights and then just doing hours and hours on low level cardio, like, you know, it's just, it's just boring so that's why I think even though I did it for so long anyway so clearly it was to do with my mindset as to why I had stopped enjoying the prep and during the training no I just I had no life balance like you know when you prep you prep for long periods of time because to enable to maximize um the muscle that you keep or to should I say minimize the muscle loss you need to do things slow and steady over a longer period of time so that your body will try and chip away, you know, at the fat stores and, and not being in a crazy deficit where you're going to lose more muscle. Um, it's just very gradually done over time. So basically what I'm saying is there was just so... Just long periods of time. I'm talking like eight, nine months out of 12 months of a year, Um And, you know, that I I would be doing this. And that, you know, partly that was because of the the amount of comps I'd done. And, um, you know, the the comps in between. And and just just stuff like that. But, so basically, yeah, I had no life balance. Like, I just, I was sick to death of going out with my friends and having to take Tupperware. It's just, the the thought of it just depresses me so much now. And, you know, I've really built up some sort of resentment to this. um, Which is why, like... You know, I, I never do bro sessions in the gym. I never, um, like, I'm like, no, I'm not dieting. Like I just built up some crazy resentment to it, um, which is not good. And I do believe that that will go over time. um. But, yeah, it's obviously still quite raw, I guess, even after a couple of years. So, anyway, yeah, sick of doing stuff like that, you know, to the point where I wouldn't go out and see my friends because I just would almost, like, feel depressive sitting there not being able to eat. eat the food that they could eat or going to the cinema and having to just take my water and not even being able to like have a coke um or a bit of popcorn uh, or or just anything like that and just just never having the energy to want to do stuff and i don't know like you go out for the day and i couldn't I'd, i'd have to prep everything in advance and i'd have to make sure that i had enough water with me and i'd have to make sure i did my cardio my training and it's just like what 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 life is that like? You know what? Now my goals have changed. That's no life. Um. So yeah, another big thing was life balance. Um. This is all still obviously on the topic of mental health. And then I guess the final thing with regards to mental health, uh, uh, another big thing was my relationship with food. Like it just, it was never too bad to start off with. Don't trust me. Like I didn't have this bad, this negative relationship with food for the whole nine years because. It only kind of prepped in the final maybe like three or so years, um, I guess, because as I got more and more extreme, um, but obviously more extreme restriction can obviously lead to more extreme responses. Um, so, yeah, I just realised that I was... Just I used to live my life on when am I next gonna eat or I'm gonna get wake up and get like my oats used to get me out of bed in the morning and every day I'd I'd go to bed at like nine o'clock because I'd look forward to getting up and eating my oats and I don't know like you joke about that when you when you're happy and you're doing it you joke about it like I can't you know bedtime can't wait for oats in the morning but like it's just really sad or well, I think it is anyway like you know like I said a time a place and a reason. Or, you know, in your life for doing this, and I just think that um, I did it for way too long uh, without taking enough rest. Um, and you know, this can all be you know, but it can be done healthy to a certain degree. But if you know what you do, like if you know what you're doing, if you recover properly, if you um, you know, make sure that you're doing everything uh, just correctly, um, which a lot of people don't. Uh, and also, you know, obviously if you're not damaging your health or messing up your health by, you know, using assist, assists and stuff like that. But um, anyway, so yeah, my I just had become obsessed with food. My whole day revolved around food. I was always hungry. My food never filled me up. And then just, I don't know, like even in an off season, even when you are then eating more calories, I was still obsessed with food. Just always about food and like it just it just became like a real burden on my mental health um and this is now something that i help people with people like myself who can relate to this um and can't get their balance back um this is is something i now help people with which i will speak about at the end of this podcast uh so right so that's that's kind of the mental side um so, so oh binky binky what are you doing uh, um i'm going to move on to physical health now, um and like I said, over the years, I just thought you know I thought I was a picture of health. I thought you know i'm in good shape, I train hard, I eat really well, um I look good, like all this kind of stuff, and I thought I was the picture of health. I might have looked it before I got crazy prep lean, but just actually health wise you know i was just really uneducated um, as a youngster. And you know, I started from a young age and i never really worked with a proper coach until later on. Um, and I just was really uneducated on the importance of, well, basically, um, when you're in a calorie deficit for so long and malnutrition and what that does to your body and I wasn't eating the right sorts of foods and I just was not doing it in a great way. Um, and then... Just because I was uneducated, and then not only that, like I didn't give a shit about my hormones, I didn't almost didn't give a shit about my health, because I thought my health was kind of like what I looked like and how much fitness I did, um, which is just I don't know. I'm nearly thirty now, and it's kind of taken me, were, uh, well, yeah, since I was about twenty eight. So from twenty to twenty eight, um, so when I was like, yeah, last three years, so kind of twenty six and a half, twenty seven onwards is when I really started learning more understanding my health more wanting to look after myself better and i guess this is what the f- then the phase of me coming out of bodybuilding so like i said i've i think and this is i think what massively started changing my mindset towards bodybuilding was you know i had a i had a blood test i cannot remember why but i had a blood test done and basically the doctors were just like oh your your kidneys like there was there was scare with my kidneys on the creatinine levels um which is you know if you if you work out a lot and you have a lot of muscle mass again now i know this stuff your creatinine levels are high but what basically happened is i think they'd nearly doubled in since the last time i'd had a blood test i don't know when the time periods were but basically the doctors were just like you know your creatinine is high and i think something else was high i can't remember the details now um and they were just like worried about it, and what they use is they they use your creatinine rate gets calculated in your e g f r which is your filtration rate of your kidneys it's like an but what they didn't tell me at the time, and what I didn't know at the time was that that was an estimation like that's done on an estimation based on a normal person, not on somebody that has a high amount of lean muscle mass, which is what I did at the time so um I started getting worried about my kidneys and then they were like, come back in six months and blah, blah, blah. And um, then it got retested again. And I don't know, I kept telling myself, right, after I've done this prep, I'm going to stop doing bodybuilding because I need to get my kidneys better. And then, like, I won my show. I went to the Olympia and I was just kind of like, right, this is my longer term goal. My longer term goal is when I... um, well, I think I'd been to one Olympia, then this happened. And then I was like, I ha- I just wanted to prove that I could get back there. Like, you got to strike while the iron's hot. You know, not many people go to the Olympia, especially like British pros. You know, it's very hard, it's very hard to have a surviving career as a British pro. Um, and yeah, it was like, you know, that's it. I'm going to do one more year. I'm going to go back. I'm going to prove this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it for myself, blah, blah, blah. And then I'll fix this. But the whole time I was doing it, I was constantly worried about, um, you know, about my kidneys. And just, I guess, again, this is how it started to build the picture of worrying and stuff like that. And now I'm going to cut a long story short here. There is nothing wrong with my kidneys. I ended up having, like, more tests done and doing, like, a 24-hour urine test. And they were like, oh, they're fine. They're absolutely fine. Now, I had a year and a half of worrying about this. But it was just because I just, I don't know, like I say I wasn't uneducated, the GPs didn't tell me anything, but obviously they went to the hospital and the specialist was like, hmm, yeah, your filtration rate and this and this and this, I'm going to do this test, done the test, and it was just like the, res- the result was fine, it was like there's nothing wrong, if anything, my filtration rate was at the really good level, which then made me think, okay, so maybe I haven't ruined my health as much as I thought I did, um, and I honestly think that, that was because the last few years as much as I got more way more extreme with rest- like dieting getting leaner training harder you know looking better committing my life to bodybuilding I also had then stepped up my game with eating much better like a m- much more nutritional diet much many more micronutrients um I'd I'd also knew the importance of rest and recovery so it's a bit weird because I started focusing on my health before I then got more extreme into bodybuilding. So the health thing has been building and building over the years. And then I think that the thing is within the bit more extreme and that over restriction for the longer periods of time is then what then affected my mental health. So I had this huge thing about I want to be healthy. I want to do it in a healthy way. But then towards the end of it, the mental health started kicking in, um, which is then obviously what led me to be like, I'm just done with this. Uh, so, yeah, so that that was one thing. And then another thing, which is something that I've definitely been looking into a lot more recently, is, you know, hormones. Like, I'm a female, like, and the same happens with males. If you get low, like, you know, low hormones, you're going to have low testosterone, you're not going to get training adaption in the gym, you're not going to, you know, have your sex drive, and just your, your hormones are the fundamental like building blocks of your body like they control so many things that you do not even realize and I've talked about this in another podcast um on actually the last one my part three of my three part series of like period chat it talks about um like losing your cycle and basically when your hormones are low all the side effects that can happen so again I'm not going to go into it deep here but I just you know I was just on the pill um for all my years you know, for, like, 10 years, um, bloody brilliant, didn't, didn't make me put on weight, and uh, to start off with, I didn't get any peaks and troughs of my cycle, if I didn't want to have a bleed on, on comp day, I would just override my cycle, and, like, it was fantastic, but it, it took until two years ago for me to be, like, oh, shit, like, that's a fake cycle, like, I have no idea over the last eight years, whether like how often I've been on and off losing my cycle in you know whether I'd even lost it for crazy periods of time which is ridiculously um bad for your health um especially you know I'm a woman I want to be able to um you know grow life inside of me which essentially is what your cycle is that's that's every single month that's your body preparing to you know grow life inside of you um so i just it just made me quite scared i was like shit i i don't know what my hormones are doing i don't know if they're good and it's like yes you can go and get your hormones checked by the doctors if if it was like really really serious and then you know when i came off if i wasn't having cycles and stuff like that and you know it's taken a long time for my cycle um to settle, like it was fine to start off with, and then from even just from competing in in CrossFit and training hard, and even though I was eating a lot of food and training ridiculously hard, it still messed up my cycle. And I just was like, oh my god, how many years on and off have you been up and down and messed around with your cycle? And now you're like twenty at the time, like twenty eight years old, um, and you've never ever thought about this. So it's just really important things to consider that I had never considered, and just from, like I said, coming off, having prepped for a a really important um, CrossFit comp where I was eating a lot, but still my energy income, uh, sorry, my energy in wasn't enough to facilitate my energy out. Um, You know, it it completely messed up my cycle and I've been kind of trying to get it back. um, Well, say, 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 yeah, it's just important to then you know, make sure that you're looking after your body and fooling enough to get back. So from doing that from CrossFit, I 100% multiple times must have been in that position if and worse during the years that I did prepping for the, the long amounts of times that I prepped. So anyway, so that was just another thing. So that's kind of the health side of things. Um, and then I guess, you know, one final thing to talk about is bodybuilding in general like valuing myself and being judged on my aesthetics you know there's there's so much more to your self-worth and what you value yourself than how you look and like I said at the very very beginning if we track back I was like oh my god I felt so empowered with bodybuilding because I could shape my body to be you know had the power to shape my body how I wanted it and that's great and I got empowerment of it back then And it was all good and blah, 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 you know, wind forward to where I am now. And now I'm like, your value is so much more than than your your aesthetics. There's so much more to you than that. And it's, you know, I always say to people, bodybuilding is freaking brutal because not only are you just judged on your aesthetics you, it's an it's an opinion. There's no right or wrongs. There's not who's the fastest, who's who lifts the most weight, who finishes in the quickest time, um, who can do that skill and and rep it out like it's, it's literally based on, an opinion, on your aesthetics. Different judges, different days, different results. So you have to be pretty, solid in your mindset going in, knowing that you've worked hard to look as best as you can, and you're still going to just get judged on an opinion, which. ...in bodybuilding and through all the experience I've had... ...at some point is always going to be biased. Uh, There's a lot of prejudice in any sort of bodybuilding... ...no matter what fed you're in... ...you could be in like the most angelic fed ever. But there is people you know... ...coaches you have... ...previous titles you've got... many ...the amount of years you've kept coming back... ...like there's just... ...there's so much prejudice in bodybuilding you have to just grin and bear it really and I guess that's kind of a lot of the stuff and you know a lot of the stuff that I did over the years like I guess the reason that I got there is because I just kept coming back and back and back and you know when 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 you when you come back and you've improved and improved and improved and if there is nobody that even looks close to you on stage then you kind of you know you you end up like you you are gonna do well. I mean, I'm just talking about for instance, um, you know, one of my shows that I went to, um I'm not gonna talk about my category, but um, you know, people were booing in the audience because it was like they'd placed somebody third who uh, get like who genuinely I thought and clearly a lot of other people in the um in their audience thought was like kind of a clear winner and it wasn't you know he he was third and it was just a bit like what and there was booing the audience and stuff like that and I don't know I just it's just 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 that's bodybuilding there's not much I can say to it really but you know even with my um with my category you're meant to be judged on your physique which is one apparently one third of your score and I say apparently because it, it is one third of your score is your physique and two thirds is your routine which is why I believe that i done well because you know I was never um I didn't I ne- you know never had the best physique apart from one show of which I still got placed third um anyway um And again, my opinion, my bias, Um, but you then get two thirds of your score based on your fitness routine, which is on a performance. So hence why I survived in bodybuilding so long, because I clung on to it's about performance. It's not just about sex. It's about my fitness routine, blah, blah, blah. However, I think when you get near the top of your sport, you know, we get judged on our physique first and Judges are gonna get their personal favourites from that first round. And that's all I'm saying with that. Is and, and that's why I think that I started to almost resent it because I felt like I wouldn't get a look in from the physique side of the things. That was fair enough, you know, Olympia stage. I looked one of the smallest. It's completely fair enough. But I then just didn't get judged fairly on my performance side because, you know, there's there's already you know names and favorites and stuff like that, and that you know you just got to do your time, I guess, and whatever. I'm probably on touchy topics here, and people are probably going to hate on me for saying this stuff, but I don't really care anymore. Um, anyway, so I was just fed up of being judged on aesthetics, and you know, and this is why now I <laughs> like I care about being healthier, happier, fitter, and stronger, like. I don't know why for so long I was so worried about my aesthetics when all of them things, like now, like I said, healthier, happier, fitter, stronger, all of them things make me so happy. And what, why, why did I never want to be like, Do you know what, I want to get out and, and be really fit and I want to be really strong and I want to get empowered through that. You know, it's, it's just about your, your mindset, I guess. And, and so, you know, them four things, healthier, happier, fitter and stronger, happier, being partly to do with my my aesthetics, it always will be. I think people, you know, ninety eight percent of people um, probably do care somewhat. It's just you know, it's not the be all and end all. It's not that important. So, and that's you know, healthy, happier, fit, stronger. That is that's where I am now, and that is how I want to help people. You know, like I said, aesthetics always play a part, but there is so many more important things to that. To, to just that. And you know, coming forward like going forwards, uh that is there's gonna be lots of ways how I'm gonna be helping people. It's all going to be based around this, about being healthier, happier, fitter and stronger, um overall. And you know, that's that's what I do now, that's what I do going forwards. So if you found this really useful or relatable please do hit subscribe or give this episode a share and tag me at Emma Pavley Fitness. Or if you want to know more on the food relationship side of things then check out one of my recent podcasts called My Personal Journey to Intuitive Eating that is also on this uh, podcast site. So I've developed a course where you can work with me over a period of 6 weeks help people who are struggling to find moderation in their eating habits and this is specifically aimed at fitness enthusiasts it's called the road from macro tracking to intuitive eating so if you head over to emma PavelyFitness.teachable.com and click courses you'll be able to see that there is a free section of the course Now, if you give this section a go, like I said, it's completely free. You're going to know if this course is relevant to you and if it's going to be able to help you. And also, just to add in there, I have a huge discount code running at the moment. It does finish in five days' time. So be sure to give me a DM or give me an email at emmapavelyfitness1990 at hotmail.co.uk.